You're listening to Rewire Your Work. I'm your host, Heather Love, and I'm a subconscious mindset coach, a spiritual and integrative life coach, and a certified hypnotist who is obsessed with learning about how the brain works, why we do what we do, how to rewire the subconscious mind, and creating new and fun ways to regulate the nervous system. You're in the right place if you're ready to change your perception of worthiness, find your self-confidence, overcome your fears, step into your truth, and fall madly in love with your life. Welcome to this magical adventure where I'll help you learn the tools you need to rewire your neural pathways and step into your power with radiance and courage. So grab your headphones, get comfy, and let's get started. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Rewire Your Worth. This is a big week for me. It was two years ago this week that I started the podcast. For a long time, I felt like having my own podcast would be a someday in the future thing. But, you know, when I really got into podcasts when I was commuting an hour each way to and from work every day, and I listened to a lot of podcasts and I loved them. It felt like a good way to spend my time in the car. I learned so many new things and was introduced to things that I had never heard of before. A podcast is actually where I heard about human design for the first time. And now that's something that I use in my client sessions. So it's just interesting to see how I now have my own podcast and it has changed my life. As I mentioned on my 100th episode, I've had a new podcast episode every week since this podcast started in February of 2022. And it has been a journey. In the beginning, it wasn't quite as easy as I thought it was going to be. Mostly from a mindset perspective, though, because I was coming up against a lot of resistance. But I got over that. Well, I mostly got over that. And if you've been with me for a while, you know that I've had a few different iterations of the podcast. When I first started the podcast, it was called For the Love of Dharma, because the word Dharma in Sanskrit means life purpose. And I was a new Dharma coach, and helping people find their purpose was my jam. And I covered a lot of topics during that time, and I played around with guest episodes and solo episodes, And it was a time of massive growth for me as I stepped more fully into being a coach and a podcaster. Of course, now the podcast is called Rewire Your Worth, as I now spend a great deal of my time in the world of the subconscious mind and rewiring neural pathways to help women feel worthy of their dreams. This feels like a coming home to myself as I let my nerdiness for geeking out about the brain really come out to play. I've always been fascinated by the brain and understanding why we do what we do, and it makes me so happy to be able to share what I've learned with the world. 
I still help people with their purpose, but it only comes after we've addressed what might be lurking under the surface. In this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about this past weekend because my daughter is now on a competitive dance team and she had her first competition. And I had a lot of thoughts about that whole world, some of which I'll share with you in a minute. I look at everything from the perspective of how it involves our subconscious. So it's fun for me to talk about how I see things. But before we get started, I just wanted to share, now that I've been doing this podcast for two years, I'm going to move it to bi-weekly episodes. I also think bi-weekly is just a confusing term because it's like, is that twice a week or once every two weeks? So let me clarify that I mean one new episode every two weeks. This is going to allow me more time to really focus on bringing female entrepreneurs or aspiring female entrepreneurs more value and content and programs that will help them to become unfuckwithable in their life and business. This is where my heart lies right now because there is so much mindset work that comes with being a business owner that there is really no way to prepare for unless someone helps you understand what to expect and how to get through it. In my own business, the work of understanding and changing the subconscious has been the single most difficult thing to move through. And it makes me so happy to be able to help other women in this area. When I first started this business, all the women that I was looking up to at that time only talked about the highs of starting and owning a business and none of the lows. So I really thought that I was doing things wrong when I started to feel shaky in my beliefs. I've since found new mentors that show all sides of business, and I feel much more confident in the direction that I'm headed. All of my episodes going forward won't necessarily focus on business topics, but you might see those pop up more often than they have in the past. As always, I welcome your feedback, so feel free to DM me on Instagram at IamHeatherLove or email me at hello at IamHeatherLove, and I would love to hear what you think. But for today's episode, it is not business-related, so let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, as I mentioned earlier, my daughter had her first dance competition this weekend, and I found myself in this huge dilemma about one certain thing. So of course I had to bring it to the podcast because I'm genuinely not sure how I feel about it. I'm not going to get into all the ins and outs of the dance world, but what I will say is that if you've ever watched even five minutes of the show Dance Moms, that there is some truth to what you see on there. But more importantly, it's not all like that, and not all the moms are crazy. Still, it is its own world with how it operates. For all intents and purposes, I consider myself a bit of an outsider here because even though my daughter has been dancing for 14 years, this is her first year that she's competing. So a lot of this is new to me. 
And I have been very relieved to find that many of the moms are totally normal and down to earth. But here's one thing that I was struggling with all weekend. And while I started looking at it from the perspective of dance, I kept thinking about it from the greater perspective of just how we are as humans. Okay, so here's the situation. These girls, and there's some guys too, put so much pressure on themselves to do well, and they work so hard at these dances. But because of this, there were a lot of tears from dancers backstage if things didn't go according to plan. And it got me thinking about how that happens in life in general, right? I can think of so many times where I've been upset or someone I care about gets upset because things just aren't turning out how you want them to. And if you've been with me for a while, you know how important it is to me for things to be fun. I've said many times before that if something isn't fun and or interesting, that I'm not doing it. And I have that same philosophy for my kids, for my clients, for whoever I'm talking to. If you're not having fun, then what's the point? So it's really hard to see them upset because obviously in that moment, they're not having fun. So when I saw these girls, and just to clarify, they're not just from our dance team, just a general observation overall When I saw these girls so devastated when they messed up a dance or missed a leap or lost a prop, it was hard to watch because ultimately what every single girl was told either by a fellow dancer, a parent, or the coach is to keep going. And as a former theater kid, I agree with the idea that the show must go on. But as someone that understands that our subconscious minds are formed when we're children, I started wondering if we're actually damaging our kids by telling them to suppress whatever they're feeling so they could go on to the next number. I'm so torn about this. I know that in the grand scheme of things that one missed cue isn't the end of the world, even if it feels like it at that moment. But I also know that by us teaching our kids to just suck it up, that it's going to have an impact on them in a bigger way than we can imagine as they grow up. I have friends now that learned how to push everything down when they were younger. So now they have no idea how to actually feel their feelings and they compartmentalize everything And they pretend they're fine when they're not, which obviously isn't good. At the same time, now that I'm older and wiser than I was when I was a kid, I understand that not everything is as important as I once thought it was. So it's just this weird predicament. Like, I don't know if when it's my kid, do I just let her be upset or do I tell her that it's no big deal and to try to move on? Because I hate both options. As a parent, I don't want to see my kids upset ever. But when they are, I try to just let them be upset because 
with all of my training, I know that if they just let that feeling do its thing, that it will naturally fade in less than two minutes. But the problem with that is that it's really easy to keep re-triggering that feeling or emotion by continuing to think the thought that got someone upset in the first place. So most people just sit in the feeling, which is not helpful. But I also know that by suppressing the feeling or ignoring it or just moving on from it without properly dealing with it, that could also cause long-term damage that won't be evident for years to come. I don't have the answer, but with so many competitions still left of this season, I asked my daughter what would support her the most when she's upset, which I think is a good place to start. She knows what she needs best, just as I think you could ask someone in your life what they need because they'll know better than anyone else. What works for one person isn't always going to work for someone else. So I'm going with a bit of a hybrid approach. I'm going to just let her be upset for a little bit if she needs to be upset. And if I need to remind her that it's going to be okay and that she shouldn't be overly upset, I can do that too. The one really positive thing that I'll say about the dancers is that if they see someone on their team that's upset, they will rally around them to make her feel better. So as much as I'd like to be the one to lift her up, I'm coming to terms with the fact that it won't always be me. It doesn't need to be me. And I think this is true for people in normal life too. I used to try to be the fixer for everyone all the time and make people feel better. And it's taken a long time, but I've finally realized that it doesn't always have to be me. Sometimes other people can do the job better than I can. And you know what? I'm grateful for them. So that's really what I have for you today, my friends. A dilemma with no answers, but a solution that I'm comfortable with, at least for now. Being a parent is literally the hardest thing that I've ever had to do. And it doesn't come with a manual or even one right and wrong way to do things. It's just trial and error and hoping that you don't screw up your kids too much. And what works for one kid almost never works for the other kid. So you just got to play around with it. For those of you that are parents, I know that you can 100% relate. And maybe this episode has given you a little food for thought. I appreciate each and every one of you. And I can't wait to chat with you again in two weeks. Until next time, thank you for listening. I love you so much. And remember that you're worthy of living the life of your dreams.